This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. So we've got a last-minute addition to this video. So I'm putting it up here at the front because it's actually the most important part of the story out of Kazakhstan so far, and that's this. Francis has doubled down on an old heresy of his. Before the events of 2020, you know, in that long, distant time in the past that we've almost all forgotten about because of just how nutty things have been the last few years, Francis signed a document talking about how God positively wills the wide array of all the different creeds of the world. He signed that document, caused an enormous stir. A lot of people did the mental gymnastics to say, well, this fits into how the church teaches by, then if you did all sorts of complicated math, you got to something that sounds vaguely like what that is. And then Bishop Athanasius Schneider wrote a document rejecting that soundly. Well, in Kazakhstan, Francis met with leaders of all different ways of trying to know God. And they said they came together, <laughs> meeting in a literal pyramid, by the way, where they were discussing allegedly how to uh, govern all the religions out there, like seriously, in some really kooky sounding things they were doing. In an actual pyramid they were meeting, they decided they, they doubled down on a, on a statement, and Francis signed it, saying that people should not proselytize to people, that there is a God wills multiple creeds. It's heresy. It's what it is. You can't describe it in any other way. I'm still trying to get a full copy of the text. When I have it, I'll go over it. I may read the whole thing for you. Or I'll probably just summarize it with some quotes like I usually do. But that will probably be what I'll be, you'll have for me Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday this coming week at the latest. Anyway, on to the regular rest of the video. Yesterday, Francis wrapped up his tour to Kazakhstan, where he denied the most basic dogmas of the faith that every knee shall bend to Christ, who is the only way to the Father. And he did it in the name of ecumenical dialogue, friendship, group hugs, and kumbaya. Initial media reports said that Bishop Athanasius Schneider of Kazakhstan would not be in attendance, but if you watched Francis's Mass, you saw Bishop Schneider con-celebrate the Mass with him, despite being one of the most vociferous critics of the Novus Ordo Mass and the Vatican II paradigm. This caused, you could say, quite a stir with a lot of traditional Catholics. I don't personally hold him con-celebrating that Mass against Schneider, who has never really hinted that he thinks Francis isn't the Pope, and he's never said he didn't think the new Mass was invalid. You may think that's a character flaw of Schneider's if you want, but I maintain that of all the better bishops, he's probably the best of the lot. Not sure what that's saying about the so-called recognized and resisted bishops, but it is what it is. Today, let's go over some of what Francis said about the need for ecumenical dialogue and how the media is trying to slime Bishop Schneider for daring to criticize the Pope of the Ape of the Church. Francis's trip to Kazakhstan took place on the 14th and 15th of September. Like any other trip that undermines the core claims of the Catholic faith, this trip was celebrated by the secular media, which should be your first point of caution for people whenever you see this, because they were quick to point out that those within the hierarchy who are, you know, actually Catholic and actually have the faith and then paint them as villains in the overall story. Here's an insider tip for you. If you see the secular media talking about Vatican II in positive ways or how 
certain prelates opposed Vatican II's so-called reforms or that Vatican II formally changed church teachings on th some things, I should raise some red flags for you. It always does for me. And with that in mind, Francis's trip was hailed by the secular media as an expression of peace and unity and all the rest of that stuff in keeping with the spirit of Vatican II. I'll get to one particular piece of secular propaganda on that front here in a moment. First, let's get to what Francis said at the conference, which fielded representatives from many different ancient and traditional creeds from around the world. Once upon a time, this kind of meeting would have been condemned by the church, you know, before the days of the greatest council in history. It would have been condemned. Nobody would have gone. No Catholic would have gone. Here's a summary in Francis's own words of what his purpose was in going to Kazakhstan. Quote, my visit, which is now coming to an end, is themed messengers of peace and unity. It is in the plural because the path is a common one. And the Seventh Congress, which the Most High has given us the grace to experience, has marked an important stage. Since its inception in 2003, this event has been modeled on the Day of Prayer for World Peace convened by John Paul II in Assisi in 2002 to reaffirm the positive contribution of religious traditions to dialogue and harmony between peoples. Brothers and sisters, as I reflect on this journey together, I ask myself, what is our intersection? John Paul II, who visited Kazakhstan 21 years ago that same month, had said, all ways of the church lead to man, and man is the way of the church. See encyclical Redemptor Hominis, paragraph 14. I would like to say today that man is also the way of all religions. Yes, the concrete human weakened by the the 2020 problems, crushed by war, wounded by indifference. Man, a fragile and marvelous creature, sinks into nothingness without the creator. See Vatican II's pastoral constitution, Gaudium et Spes. And without others, he cannot exist. Before we make important decisions, we should pay more attention to human well-being than to strategic and economic goals, national energy and military interests. To make really great decisions, we should look to the children, to the young and their future, to the elderly and their wisdom, to ordinary people and their real needs. And we, we raise our voices to shout that the human person is more than what it produces and deserves, that it is to be taken up and never thrown away, that the family, in Kazakh language, nest of soul and love, is the natural and irreplaceable foundation to be protected and nurtured so that the men and women of tomorrow may be may grow and mature. Finally, the third word, the young people. They are the messengers of peace and unity for today and tomorrow. It is they who, more than others, call for peace and respect for the common house of creation. Instead, the logic of domination and exploitation, the buying up of resources, nationalisms, wars, and zones of influence, paint an old world that is that young people reject, a world closed to their dreams and hopes. Likewise, rigid and suffocating forms of religiosity do not belong to the future, but to the past. With a view to the new generations, the importance of education was reaffirmed here, which strengthens mutual acceptance and respectful coexistence of religions and cultures. Let's give young people educational opportunities, not weapons of destruction. And let's listen to them without fear of being questioned by them. Above all, let's build a world and think of her. End quote. He can't help himself. He has to dunk on trads every time he gets a chance. And I know that was a longer quote than I usually go for, but you do see his point. 
I don't have an issue with his calls for peace. Scripture tells us over and over again that blessed are the peacemakers. Fine, if the man the world thinks is Pope is out there promoting peace, that's great. There's a danger in being the peacemaker, and that is, though, the denial of truth. You see it in his claim about this being the age of all religions, and that rigid religiosity must be left in the past. Look, I have more respect for rigid members of other religions who think that I, as a Catholic, am dead wrong in my convictions. They who try to talk me out of what I believe in, then I do the secularist or the modernist who is lukewarm, and the only convictions they possess is that having religious convictions is a bad thing. Give me hostile, fervent opposition that actually stands for something any day over lukewarm opponents who get riled up about those who actually believe in something. And honestly, I'm more likely to be able to coexist with fervent opposition than with the lukewarm world because that fervent religiosity that Francis is decrying convicts the lukewarm makes it look introspectively unto itself to see what it is that it is lacking. Granted, I want the fervent opposition to convert, come to know our Lord, his church, the sacraments, the peace that comes with it, to come into union with the Holy See, even if the world thinks the Holy See is occupied by a maniac right now. But you get my point. Which brings me to this. The media made sure that everyone knew that Bishop Schneider was persona non grata for daring to oppose Francis's program. Schneider recently pointed out the obvious, that trips like this by Francis were a tacit denial of the faith and its central claim, that salvation comes through Christ and his true church, the Catholic church, outside of which no one can reach heaven. This was reported by Reuters yesterday. Headline. As Pope Kazakhstan visit ends, conservative critics speaks out. Remember, that's Reuters, not the National Catholic Reporter or America Magazine, where we expect this kind of nonsense. Reuters is a secular outlet that pretends that it's ideologically neutral, though they're not fooling anyone anymore. They remind us that Schneider has been pretty outspoken about Francis's ecumenical efforts that are a naked attempt to sell the church and the faith out to the world. From the Reuters article, quote, Pope Francis wrapped up a trip to Kazakhstan on Thursday as one of his most outspoken critics openly questioned the value of mega-faith meetings such as the one the pontiff attended, calling them a, quote, supermarket of religions, nice, <laughs> that diminished the status of the Catholic Church. On the last day of his three-day visit, Francis presided at a meeting of bishops, priests, and nuns in the cathedral of the Kazakh capital. In attendance was local bishop Athanasius Schneider, an arch-conservative who has often pointedly criticized the progressive pope on a host of issues. While praising the Congress's ability to, quote, promote mutual respect in the world, Schneider, 61, said he believed it risked the, quote-unquote, danger of putting Catholicism on the same plane as other religions. It could give the impression of a supermarket of religions, and that is not correct, because there is only one true religion, which is the Catholic Church, founded by God himself, Schneider told reporters at the cathedral. Conservatives such as Schneider have criticized some aspects of the 1962-65 to 65 Second Vatican Council, which urged dialogue with other religions. They also say Catholics should actively proselytize to convert others to Catholicism and oppose Francis's insistence that potential converts should be drawn to the faith by nothing more than the example of Christians. Schneider, who speaks perfect English and is internationally known because of his frequent appearances on conservative Catholic media, said the Vatican should rethink its presence at such congresses. 
Dialogue was better left on the local level, he said. End quote. And where's he wrong? He's exactly right about that. But notice what they're doing here. They're painting him to be an enemy of Francis on political, secular grounds. Because everything to them is political. The thing is, this isn't political so much as it is theological. Francis is a modernist, possibly the worst pope in history, which is saying something, by the way. And Schneider is just repeating what the church always taught before the 1960s and the revolution in the church about ecumenical dialogue. What Reuters is doing is attacking the church as it existed all throughout history, until the equivalent of day before yesterday in the grand history of the church. So there we have it, though. Secular media first misreports Bishop Schneider's probable participation in the Mass and Francis' visit. Then Francis reminds us all of his real program for the church. To make it merely one faith among many, with no claims that alienate the world from accepting the church as a glorified non-governmental organization, NGO, on the world stage. The media signaled its willingness to smear any prelate who signals any resistance to this program as the worst thing in the world, which is apparently to be a conservative. Go figure. I'm curious what you think about all this, so let me know in the comments, please. A quick announcement here, by the way. I should have a mailbag video for tomorrow, Saturday, with a big personal announcement and a couple of other items that may be of interest to you, including the long-awaited crisis in the church reading list. So watch for that video tomorrow, in addition to the usual education video that I'll have for Saturday. That reading list, by the way, my patrons have had it for about a month now. Anyway, let me know what you thought of all this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.